Hey everybody and welcome back to Ranch at Bits. I'm your host Ardlio Rodriguez and today we are talking about what am I watching? The week of October 23rd, which should give you an idea of when I originally planned this. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a little segment we're going to be doing on Ranch at Bits because again, I watch a lot of shit on a daily basis and sometimes maybe some of that is worth talking about. So the first thing on our list is the glorious Pomotori collab. Now, first of all, what the fuck is Pomotori? In the VTuber fandom, there is, like, if there's a shipping, oh, actually, it's not even VTuber fandom, like, any fandom, like, there's a specific shipping, you would combine the names of the two people. Um, Pomo Rainpuff is a VTuber for the Nijisanji EN branch, and Takanashi Kiara is a phoenix, or, well, she plays as a phoenix, but a in, in the community, she's, like, jokingly called a bird or a chicken. So, in this case, Tori kind of fits with Pomo Tori. It's like Pomu and then Tori. Uh, so, it, the thing about these two organizations... Oh, right, right. Kiara is from Hololive English. She's from the Hololive English branch. So, I don't know that too much about behind-the-scenes stuff about... Not the collab. I think they did talk about the collab in detail. And they've been trying to plan it for a very long time, for about for months. And they've actually been interacting a lot on Twitter. Pomu and uh, Kiara have interacted a lot on Twitter. So, everybody was really hoping for this collab. There was some suspicion, and again, I can't verify any of this, I'm just a fan, that there was like some pushback from the managers of both branches to be able to do a collab. For what reason? I'm not sure. But more importantly is that eventually they saw the light and they allowed these two to collab and it was amazing. It was so amazing. They were both VR streams and both of them got to show off like some of the really amazing VR environments that have been created by um, commissioned, I think, by their respective companies. In for Nijisanji, it's this giant train which has different rooms with the different members of Nijisanji. And then for Hololive, it's this giant world where it's like there's this main train station and then there's like, these different dimensions where there's different rooms for, for the, all of the corresponding members of Hololive. English, I should say. English, English. Not not the entire Hololive. Hololive, there's like 60 fucking members. And all sorts of more. Let's not get into all that. I don't want to... I don't want everyone to... <laughs> To get like um, to be confused by all the VTuber shit that I'm dropping on you right now. But the more important thing is, and of course I'll have a description, description, blah blah blah, link down below in the description. Yes, it was just so wholesome. It was just so perfect. It was so cute. These two clearly love each other very much. They have so much respect and admiration for each other, and it, it, and it was like such a wonderful pairing. And it's like one of those things where it's like, it means more if you were actually been like watching them, like interact on Twitter or talking about each other on streams. There's probably a lot of clips about Kiara talking about Pomu, Pomu talking about Kiara, them supporting each other and then finally getting a chance to collab with, with each other. It's so, it was just so wholesome. Like of course it wasn't, it went into uh, <laughs> interesting places at times, but it was still so, like I actually got to comment on this on like on the Discord server and like everyone was reacting alongside and that was so much fun too like getting like like-minded people talking about this collab and how much me how meaningful it is and how it's like this is the way it should be like there shouldn't be like this like restraint about who can collab with who and i i i know easier said than done the both talents are probably really busy with their respective companies doing their own things it's not as easy as just like let's just do it it's more difficult than that but I think the idea that more VTubers should be more in like, with the idea of collabing with one another, and I know independent VTubers do this a lot, 
But uh, I think the idea that these two, in particularly, it was like a Romeo and Juliet story. And there was a lot of really fun artwork about Pomo and Kiara, where it was like Romeo trying to like climb the the side of the castle to try to get to Juliet because like and, and nothing's gonna break that love apart. It was so cute and. It is a three-hour stream. I'm curious to see if other people will like it as much as non-VTuber fans. Probably not. But if you got three hours to kill, what, what, why, why not spend it with Pomo and Kiara? It was a lot of fun. Now we're gonna change things a little bit, and this is what I mean by ranch at bits. It's like we're gonna throw everything at the wall, and we're gonna talk about a bunch of shit that we won't normally get to talk about. So. On the week of October 23rd, I also watched two documentaries about professional wrestling, particularly the Montreal Screwjob. Now, for those who don't know, if you're a wrestling fan, you definitely know, the Montreal Screwjob is this infamous event in wrestling history where, in spite of the plan being that Bret the Hitman Hart was going to be facing off against Shawn Michaels, and the match was actually going to end in a disqualification, in which case he would get to keep his title, his championship, what actually happened was that Shawn Michaels got Bret Hart in his well-known move known as the sharpshooter, but unbeknownst to Bret Hart, the referee called for the bell early, and Vince McMahon, the head of the company, was in the know about this entire event. It is one of the most infamous events in wrestling history, where, if you listen to my <laughs> previous episode about existentialism and, and the fourth Ava movie, this is a moment of the established kayfabe or like the known story within the wrestling world and then this breaking of kayfabe where there's the planned upon thing that the wrestlers are going to do and then there's the literally literally the CEO of the company fucking over one of their biggest wrestlers and no one is sure of what exactly is happening because only people in the know I think it was like um, like a few people behind the scenes were in the know including Vince McMahon and Bret Hart was not in the know. All of the wrestlers in the back were not in the know. And it's this massive, chaotic event. There are two documentaries, really great documentaries about this event. The first one I'll recommend is Hitman Hart Wrestling with Shadows. Now this documentary is actually about Bret the Hitman Hart as he is in this interesting point in his life where he's thinking about moving on from one wrestling company to another wrestling company because he wants to earn more money so that he can actually earn money for retirement because he's almost in his 40s at the time of the filming but he's not sure what his current position in the WWF is and some part of him is kind of feeling like the WWF is kind of pushing me off I don't think they want to they want me around anymore and it's so sad because hit the Bret the Hitman Hart worked for the company for almost 20 years like he worked for like Stampede Wrestling with his father um I think his father owned Stampede Wrestling and then he again dedicated so much time to the company but it was all for not ultimately and Bret Hart ultimately did leave the, uh, the company after the Montreal Screwjob but what's interesting about the documentary is getting the personal perspective from Brett himself, like getting his perspective about everything that happens. But the documentary, and I think when they were producing it, they didn't, maybe they weren't 100% sure what the story was going to be. But then once the screw job happens, they hinted at it very obviously in the beginning of the movie, and this is the story that plays out, this is what you're watching. And then there's these important conversations that Brett has with his wife about, should I do this or not? And it's very interesting. It's like an interesting insight into the wrestling business that you don't normally get. And it's very open about about the wrestling business as a whole. It, like it is a little snippet. It is from the perspective of one wrestler. But then you actually do see the events of the screw job play out in the end of the documentary. That is the climax of the documentary. So everything builds up to this one moment. And it is really fascinating to see that all play out. And also, I think also like getting to know more about the behind the scenes about the story itself from the perspective of one of the main people involved 
whether he wanted to or not, about the Montreal Screwjob. So that all is really fascinating about this documentary. The next thing I'll recommend, and then I'll recommend the entire fucking YouTube channel, Screwed, the true story of the Montreal Screwjob by the Cultaholic YouTube channel. This is an incredible documentary. It's exactly an hour, and but it gives you absolutely everything you will ever need about the Montreal Screwjob. People in the comments of this video, and this is not a slight to those comments, it is fair to assume that we've heard everything and everything about the Montreal Screwjob. No, this is every single facet possible thing that you would ever need to think about the Screwjob or aspects about the Screwjob that led to the buildup between that match and the Survivor Series. <laughs> That's the fucking pay-per-view that where this all happened. And um, pay-per-view events back in the day were those events where you would pay like let's say like I don't know maybe fifty dollars or thirty dollars to watch an event. And you can kind of relate to this because there's UFC pay-per-views. Those are still a thing that happens. But yeah, you get Shawn Michaels' perspective as to why he was feeling like he was insulted because he was being promised by Vince McMahon that he was the most paid person in the company. You get Brett's perspective. For the reasons that are in the documentary but also in this documentary about just the money reasons and that there's this agreement that was made and then he was potentially thinking about suing vince mcmahon for for already reneging on the contract after a year that he it was put in place you get even the perspective from vince mcmahon himself and you know there's a lot about vince mcmahon recently um i'm not the biggest fan of him actually fuck him fuck the capitalist him being so fucking petty about this it, it's again not that simple Yes, fuck Vince McMahon, the billionaire, but also, this was at the time when the WWF was actually going up against WCW, their competitor, and WCW was trouncing them in the ratings. So again, there's so many different facets and aspects about this very complicated web, and the Cultaholic YouTube channel somehow was able to put all those pieces together in an absolutely incredible documentary that I would recommend everyone to check out. And this is not to, again, throw shade towards the editors, I listened to this documentary multiple times as a podcast and again the editing and the research that went into this project is incredible it works really well as a podcast you get everything you do need but again if maybe watch the video first because again those editors do deserve what they get for the amount of work they put in but then if you want to listen to it again maybe because there's some bits or pieces that you didn't catch the first time then listen to it as a podcast and i'd also say this about the rabid the true story of the benoit murders um, huge content warning here. The Benoit murders are one of the most infamous events in wrestling history. It was a murder-suicide that happened in 2007, June of 2007, um, where uh, Chris Benoit, who was a well-known wrestling personality, wrestling superstar, if you want to use the WWE's terminology, horrifically murdered his wife and his son, and then killed himself. So you have all that out there, and it is a very difficult subject matter to, to I don't, sorry, I don't want to make a pun here, wrestle with. And I don't mean to be light about this, it is intense. It is difficult to process. I would also recommend the Vice documentaries that are about, about the Benoit murders known as Benoit for the Dark Side of the Ring series. But the Cultaholic YouTube channel actually has even more details about the murders than I even imagined. I thought that the Dark Side of the Ring documentary was the definitive telling of the stories, but there's even more details that are laid out in Cultaholic's excellent documentary. But again, huge content warning, it is intense and it is covering some very difficult subject matter that is very upsetting but i do recommend that documentary a lot it is amazing and now i just want to recommend their entire youtube channel they post videos every single day i can't imagine how many people are working at cultaholic right now and the part of the reason why i found cultaholic is that a lot of the people you actually used to work for what culture they, they were part of what culture wrestling and i think 
there was some disagreement or something. I, I don't have the entire story here, but some people from what culture broke off and they made their own YouTube channel, which is so good. If you are a fan of wrestling or if you're just like very curious about wrestling, there's like top 10 videos about all these different subject matters. And then even at the time of this recording, even though I did say this a week up October 23rd, I'm still watching Cultaholic's YouTube channel. They just uploaded a 24 hour version of all of their top 10s. Like it's just a compilation of all of them that you can just listen to. And it's like, oh my God, that's perfect. Cause I need something to listen to when I'm sleeping. So that just might be a video that I'll just listen to. So many top 10s, so many the rise and fall ofs about different wrestling organizations, the history of those wrestling organizations, timeline in wrestling, which is actually covers an entire year of wrestling, an entire fucking year of wrestling. And some of these documentaries are under an hour. And one thing I'll particularly recommend, which is their masterpiece. I mean, the, the previous two documentaries are amazing. And there's also some really great, very depressing true crime documentaries. Highly recommend their complete history of WWE, a nearly three hour documentary on the entire history of the World Wrestling Entertainment Company. It is incredible. But again, if you don't give a shit about wrestling, maybe watch the Pomodori collab instead. I mean, maybe that's more up your alley. But yeah, no, Cultaholic's work is incredible. Everybody go check out their channel. It's amazing. And hashtag, not an ad, I'm just a fan. All right, well, that was the <laughs> that was the what am I watching for the week of October 23rd. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this podcast. And we will see you next time for the next Ranch at Bit. All right, take care, everybody.